Hello. Hello. Welcome to, is this episode 22? It is. Episode 22 of Just Another Football Podcast episode with me, Danny Miller. 22. And me, Josh Bettley. And that's the end of the podcast there, <laughs> with Josh's singing again. Again? <laughs> oh yeah, I did before. Yeah, you're singing every, well, every other podcast I think you've sang in. But normally I do it like, <laughs> like that sort of thing, but I actually sang the... All right, uh, I think transfer deadline day has sent us crazy. We've currently got it on, so if you can hear some chatting in the background, it is transfer deadline. It's factual and, research. Uh, yeah, we're we're literally doing research as we watch this. Uh, we will be talking a little bit about it, and we'll keep anybody up to date uh, who doesn't know what's going on. Uh, it doesn't look like much is going to happen at this current point. It's 22 minutes past nine. They're at Everton's training ground. They're doing fuck all. Um... But yeah, we'll just like when they play on the pitch really yeah so. that is true we'll get on to that definitely uh, it's been a crazy football week I would say this week uh, a couple of mad FA Cup results and then a couple of mad Premier League results so we'll crack on um, first game I want to talk about is Man United versus Burnley it finished twos each um, Sean Dyche has never lost a game on a Tuesday it's the only week, only day of the week that he hasn't done so that's quite a cool stat when it's you think mad, about isn't it? it isn't it so do you reckon he'd want all their games on a Tuesday or do you think then he'd be worried about losing his streak uh, I think he'd worry about losing his streak to be honest fair enough <laughs> <laughs> um, Marcus Rashford had a great chance to put Man United in front terrible finish he would have I mean, sort it was of expected closer him. to the corner flag yeah you would have <laughs> expected him to push uh, put that in after the last couple of weeks do you take it too late do you think I think he just he like, he like tried poking it with his toe didn't he yeah. I think yeah I think he had yeah. a chance to like just slot it past the keeper and he just didn't basically. yeah happens um, brilliant pass by Cork for uh, Burnley's first goal a little slip ball through but mm-hmm. I think Pereira who came in for the first time he just wasn't he's not just not up to Premier League speed due to lack of games I think I think he's a good player I think he's certainly someone that would be interesting to see develop might need yeah, a spell definitely. away on loan because he's, he's obviously not going to get the game time no um, I thought I was surprised he played bit of rotation though because they got games at the weekend yeah, as well lots, lots of matches coming and up and I suppose Champions League starts next is it next week or the week after yeah so it's it's pretty close yeah pretty close I thought Burnley were rewarded though for quite a positive approach they came and played 4-4-2 away from home uh, pressed high as well that wasn't the first time that they'd caught United on the ball but they hadn't taken any sort of advantage up until then Um, I don't think United could have any complaints about going 2-0 down they're sort of caught out for both both of the goals and Heaton had a great game again he showed Joe Hart mm-hmm. just how it's done uh, especially that save to deny Lukaku I don't know if you've seen it I have done uh, it was unreal well, it's Michael Owen on the TV oh you can fuck off um, <laughs> the, the, brutal I'm, just, I'm glad that we don't have to see his fucking stupid face well they did just show him from the back yeah, so that well, was, that was yeah but him in a black and white shirt should just be banned from the telly um, anyway back onto this game uh, Chris Woods uh, Chris Wood mm-hmm. put Burnley two up. Uh, great ball chipped into the box. Mm-hmm. There was like literally no defence um, around him, and Lindelof just didn't take the step up with everyone else. Um, Lingard's penalty. Is it penalty? It's soft, and I think it's a penalty. And I think Lingard's gone down 
ridiculously theatrically but equally if he doesn't go down there he's not going to get given it the, so. the problem I have is that you can go down without going down like you've been shot and that's yeah. the issue I have it mate like him and Salah have a, a two or just off the top of my head who go down like very theatrically mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's part of the problem of like why pit players don't get penalties uh, yes but it's difficult isn't it because the flip side is if they don't go down they probably won't get the yeah, penalty that's either true. that's true so it I was mean, a penalty and it was stupid by Hendrick but like I say dramatic for me yeah so soft so soft it gave him a way back into the game as well uh, yeah definitely Pogba stepped up I wanted an early night last night but then I saw Paul Pogba was taking the penalty so I had to stay up and watch the end of the match of the day which finished about three hours later than usual well he started doing his ridiculous run up and then sort of re- realised I'm being a tit here knobhead isn't he yeah such a knobhead uh, Heaton made another great save to deny Pogba uh, later on um, <laughs> one thing I did pick up on was the match of the day commentator who, I can't remember who it was was going he's got very strong wrists and I was thinking he's been out injured for a while <laughs> like, surely it'll be wrist well he unless saved he it with his right hand unless so he likes to switch it up that would make sense as a goalkeeper what, you're thinking about how have job. we ended up talking about masturbation <laughs> on a football podcast because the commentator said he had strong wrists that's why he had to fill his days with summer yeah that's true um, anyway Lindelof in the last minute rescued Man United really how did Sanchez win the initial header I like, felt so sorry for Heaton though because he's made a quality save and then he's almost pulled off an unreal save yeah totally is Fergie time back uh, Solskjaer time Solskjaer yeah but that doesn't quite have a ring Ollie to time it. Ollie time Ole. <laughs> uh, not not just yet but um, I thought they were quite lucky to get back into it I think Burnley will be very disappointed yeah, but I think they also, once they've processed it, will be pretty happy with a point away from home at Old Trafford. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But a missed but opportunity. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like being two 0 up, I think you you come out being disappointed with that. You're not complaining. I'm not complaining at all. When they were two 0 up, I was shit myself. Um, what is Man United's goal this season? Obviously, they they've had the big step up under Solskjaer. Um, like the the football well from what I saw when I saw them play live was the football wasn't that much better they just had a bit of belief and they were putting their chances away um, do you think that top four is the goal or is it a trophy or what um, well he's sort of done he's sort, I think Solskjaer sort of carried out his remit already which will have been give the club some belief again yeah. I think potentially they could fall into a trap of not knowing sort of what their season should be now uh, but I think top four should be a realistic aim because we've seen Chelsea and Arsenal uh, slip up. Oh, Bolton have signed someone on loan. I thought they had a, a ban. Uh, well, clearly not. Madness. Connolly, I've never heard of. And he's from Everton as well, so he's probably shite. But then, can't be any worse than what we've got. <laughs> True. We'll get on to Bolton later on. Oh, do we have to? Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's been, well, just talking about transfers, Martial signed a new contract this uh, today. Uh, Fellaini looks like he's going to China. What do you think about that deal? Uh, I just think he doesn't fit in on, with the style of play that United want to um, want to produce going forward. I think potentially he's he's maybe a fall guy for the style of play they've ended up playing Definitely. under the previous three managers, which is harsh because he's like he's a top pro. 
Um, I, I completely agree. I think I've had this conversation with you before, and and I've said it to a few people that have said to me that Fellaini's shit. Fellaini is a shit footballer, but as a player to bring on and to ruffle up the defence and to change a game. I mean, how many last-minute goals has he scored that have won Man United games or whatever? It's oh, Sam Allardyce on the TV. Fuck off, Sam Allardyce. I heard a stat today, right? When he was Everton manager last year, on form, they would have finished sixth. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but they were dire as fuck, weren't they? It was dire yeah, football. But dire, dire football. Something um, about the word dire and football yeah. that they just don't seem to go together. No, definitely not. Sorry, Eric. Uh, well, Nathan and Kieran. Uh, <laughs> probably, I would say, probably the maddest transfer of transfer deadline day Sam Volks has gone out to Stoke and come in the other way Peter Crouch haven't they 38 haven't they given him uh, haven't they given Stoke quite a lot of Wonga as well have they yeah I think so I don't think it's just a player exchange is it not is it undis- Is it an undisclosed fee or I'm, like I'm not too sure thing? I'm not too sure Should we have I think l- that's a mad transfer that but especially at 38 but I think it's Inspired. Yeah, Volks because he's going to get game time, and Crouch is happy to sit on the bench. Yeah, and he's a good option as and well. And he's got a lot of Premier League goals. Yeah, hundred and eight Premier League goals. He's experienced as well, and he's he's not just like the he's a character in the dressing room as well. Like if anyone's listened to his podcast, like he's like he seems like he's like that all the time. He's like a really genuine guy. Well, that means season two is not probably not going to be happening. Anytime oh, I soon. definitely will. Definitely will. Hopefully. Did you find out how much it cost? Uh, undisclosed. Undisclosed. That's mad, isn't it? Absolutely mad. Anyway, anything else to say on that game? Um, no. Have you not got a statistic for me to finish off that? No, my stats oh, are stats are low today. Um, Arsenal versus Cardiff next. It finished two one to Arsenal. Um, all of Neil Warnock's four top flight visits to Arsenal have ended in defeat. All with different teams in different decades. Oh, that's a great it's a good stat. start as well, isn't it? There's some good stats this week, actually. Um, nice touch from Arsenal, by the way, uh, pre-match and in the programme, putting uh, Emiliano Salah's name in with the daffodil next to it and a mm-hmm. nice little uh, putting the daffodils in the centre circle pre-match and stuff like that. It was uh, It was good. But uh, onto the game. Um, first 15, 20 minutes was pretty much all Cardiff. Apart from the uh, opening, like, 30 seconds when yeah. Lacazette could have scored. I think it was Lacazette. Well, Reed had a couple of good chances. Um, oh, and Kudu out on loan to Monaco. What, Spurs one? Yeah. GK and Kudu. Bloody hell. They've at least done something. Um, shouldn't he ask have had a penalty? Um, I have no idea because that was not on the highlights reel that I've I've watched. Well, I'll clear it up here. No, he bloody shouldn't. But there were the people talking about him, uh, like Monreal, maybe touching him. But for me, it looked like he was on his way down before. Yeah. He got he got any touch, and if he did get a touch, it was very minimal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lacazette pen. Um. They said, because obviously uh, uh, Kolasinac won a penalty later on, and again, the highlights that I very hurriedly watched this evening, because <laughs> I've been a very busy chappy doing not much in particular, yeah. um, they said that he should have had a penalty. I I agree. Yeah, so maybe that sort of balanced out with the Kolasinac one, even though that was definitely a penalty that, yeah, as well. Yeah. Uh, Arsenal were poor in the first half, though. 
Mm-hmm. But I would sort of compare that first half to what they were like in the first half of the season in the first half. Yeah. Like, fairly shit. So, back to usual then. Yeah, back to back usual. Back to usual. Um, but in the second half, they stepped it up, and it was a definite pen on uh, Kalasanach, who was found out against Man United, really, in the FA Cup in a back four. Um, but uh, did they go back to a back five on Saturday? I can't remember. Uh, I just Saturday. think against a team like Cardiff, he's got a bit of free reign, really. Yeah. Because they'll be sitting back. And that's what he can offer. Yeah, definitely. That's what he can offer. I just thought Arsenal's quality told in the end, really. Yeah, definitely. Aubameyang with his 18th goal of the season. And then Lacazette with a quality finish. And you know finish. what? I love Lacazette, and I'll tell you why. He never wants to go down. He always stays on his feet, and he's always rewarded for it. And he scores brilliant goals. And, like, I commend him for that. How many goals this season could he have gone down? Bonatini's left Wolves on loan. Has he? Callum Connolly. That makes sense, actually. Was Bonatini the bloke who missed... He Loads missed like of, yeah. a million sitters in the first few games of the season. Oh, it's snowing at Stamford Bridge. He, he, Kave Sohakol, right? Mm-hmm. He speaks like this and pronounces every single letter in the word. Do you reckon you could do that between now and the end of the pod? No. <laughs> I'm struggling with the language I'm supposed to be speaking now, never mind saying every single letter of every single word also that took so much effort to say that I'm like tired now I need to go to bed I'll watch Paul Pogba's penalty or send me to sleep um, but yeah I absolutely love Lacazette and uh, great finish he's quicker very, very than you similar. give him credit for as well yeah definitely very similar to like Shah's goal last week mm-hmm. in that he just Cher. ran from that side of the pitch sorry yeah Cher. yeah, he ran from that side of the pitch and just ran through everyone Um too little too late for Cardiff though Mendes Lang scored in the last minute great finish yeah it was a good finish uh, was it Bobby Reid who had a couple of their like best chance in the first half yeah. I just think gotta put them away if you want to be taking points Definitely. off the big boys are they doomed Pele from Monaco to yeah, Langham Forest that, yeah. madness not uh, actual Pele only a loan deal though yeah <laughs> um, are Cardiff doomed um, they've sort of stopped picking up results recently they need especially with Fulham's little upturns four, four points off safety mm. at the minute I wouldn't say doomed but watch it's this just, space yeah, it's watch this be a space struggle, um, Arsenal in the top four can they stay there I think they could do and it, is that a success if they do yeah I'd say so in Emery's first season bear in mind how well the top two plus Spurs have played yeah do you think Emery looks like if Dracula and Paul McCartney had a baby yeah, I also see him as being like a knockoff Professor Snape. He, yeah, it's like if you go to like Comic Con or something, you'd see him walking around as Professor Snape. Yeah, it would be like if uh, if you're like your local Amdram Society put on Harry Potter, they'd like yeah. get get him into <laughs> yeah, play Snape. Yeah. French? Fr- where's he from? Is he French? No, he's Spanish. Spanish. No, Spanish he's known Snape. as the Basque Ryan Giggs. Was he? He was a left winger. Yeah. Oh. Incredible. The Basque region of Spain is quite close yeah. to France, to be fair. They're also wildly yeah. racist in that part of Spain. Because yeah. everyone's wild. You know, racist. Athletic Bilbao only sign players from that area yeah, of Spain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, very limiting, you have to say. They're not a bad side. 
Um, in terms of transfers, Dennis Suarez has come in on loan today, um, but they lost out in the like they were going for either Perisic or Carrasco, uh, and they didn't get either in on loan because neither of them wanted loan deals or wanted permanent transfers. But I think with the per- I was reading on the Perisic one, it was more Inter didn't want to let him go. He handed in a transfer. Request, yeah, they didn't want to let him go for just a loan deal. They wanted money. Yeah, um, but they don't need attacking players. No, that's, I know. That's I was not saying, why they didn't they go in for a centre back? But then you say who's available? Like, are they going to go for a Gary Cahill? Do you think he would be someone that Arsenal would look at? Yeah, well, there's been like rumours all through January, really, haven't they? But I, I don't think Gary Cahill would want to necessarily go to to a, a certainly a London rival team of Chelsea. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's um, fair. Do you remember about it was about this time last? I think it was January last year where they were touted as being in for Johnny Evans. Yeah. Do you think that was a missed opportunity, or do you think he wouldn't he wouldn't have been that good? I don't think he would have. Been, I think he would be good as a as a third or fourth choice centre back. But if you yeah. if you Arsenal, I think you need to be looking at two top quality centre backs. To be honest, mm-hmm. um, for Cardiff, Bakuna has come in from Reading uh, today. Um, they haven't done any more business, uh, like looking for a striker or anything. Um, I don't know if that's out of like well, they've bought they bought Nias in didn't they yeah earlier. but uh, it's a weird one I, th- I, st- I thought they needed more than that Mishi Batshuayi agrees terms to join Crystal Palace no way well we were going to talk about Mishi Batshuayi Everton reject PSG new bid for Idrissa Gay 26 million would be cheap for him well yeah like I said I think I said a few weeks ago Idrissa Gay would be uh, would be a great uh, signing for someone like Man United Mitchie Batshuayi agrees terms with Crystal Palace. That's madness. That's going to make them safe. That's them safe. That's madness. How are you feeling about that? I'm a bit sad about that, to be honest, because uh, he's a player that I would send Kennedy back and try and get him, to be honest. Um, all right, let's move on. Next game. Um, Fulham versus Brighton. Brilliant game. Finish 4-2 to Fulham. I've written, could this spark Fulham's survival? As in the mental impact it will have yeah. on Fulham's players. I think to some extent, yeah, but I think they need to get goals out of their team rather than just Mitro. Yes. But that shows... Scott, Scott he's been involved in 40% of their goals. That shows what he can do with the right service. Yeah. But again, like I've said before, like the reason they won that game was because he had a good game. Yes. And like if he doesn't play well, Fulham is shit. Yes. Although, I think Ryan Barbell could be a yeah, he was stroke of genius. Needs to get rid of that fucking haircut. haircut as well. Yeah, as well as a mine. But uh, Brighton went two 0 up. A couple of good goals from Glenn Murray, to be honest. Yeah, uh, opportunistic was a, finishes. Was a great ball in by Montoya, and the second one was just more terrible defending by Fulham. But uh, Kenny came on for Tim Ream, and Fulham changed their system a bit. Um, Although if proper had proper had a bit of a hit and it smashed against the bar, if that goes in, that's game over. Yeah, there was a few instances of hitting the bar. I think Tom Kearney, Kerry, yeah, Kenny, Kenny hit the bar a couple of times as yeah, well. Yeah, Serry hit the post. The most well. one-footed player I've ever seen, Tom. Tom Kearney. Yeah, yeah. Like we were in for him a couple of seasons. It like came season. across the box and he would have just had a shot at goal with his right foot, but he like stopped it and like ran round the ball yeah. and hit it with his <laughs> left foot. Um. Chambers with a hell of a hit to get it back to 2-1 yeah though. brilliant finish 
Um, that well, I was talk, talking to my brother the other day, and he said uh, it's like the first time that Mitrovic is he seen Mitrovic dominate defenders like he did. You know, never saw it for us when he played for Newcastle, and he hasn't really seen it this season. But like he was all over Lewis Dunk. I have to say, his second goal, he does jump off the back of Duffy. But I think it would have been harsh. But you've seen, them yeah, given. it's difficult, isn't it? Because to get into the air without actually using some, it's one of those, right? That in an international football tournament gets given, yeah, because it's the Premier League. They let it go. Yeah. Um, why for Mitro's first goal did Brighton let the ball bounce in the box? It's I like have no idea. Uh, we, I think we, again, it's another thing we've spoken about in the past. Is that the first thing that I was taught was do not let the ball bounce. As soon as you let the ball bounce, you put yourself in all kinds of problems mm-hmm. takes all the power off the ball and if he just if someone I think it's Bong that gets caught under the ball if he just is in a better position to head that ball out they don't score there um, but it was silly um, Seri hit the post and Murray denied a hat-trick by a great save from uh, from Rico mm-hmm. um, then came Mitro's second goal uh, and then Kenny hit the bar and Vieto finished it off brilliant comeback by Fulham uh, I've asked the same question is this a turning point what do you think it could be could be if they can put a little run together sit on the fence why don't you if they could put a little <laughs> run together of like three wins in their next five or something that would really put pressure on the teams above them I mean they've still got it all to do really yeah I mean they're, they're two points beyond Cardiff so they're six points from safety they need to hope that they they need to pick up points where you wouldn't expect them to pick up points I would say against the Wolves and the Everton's of this mm. world those like middle tier teams at the moment um, are Brighton being sucked into this mm. do you think or will their home form save I them I think their home form will save them and like Murray's still scoring goals yeah um, Hutton was fuming after the game personally I think their their recent form I mean they're two points above Newcastle which makes them I think seven from safety but like you say Fulham go on a run and and Brighton lose some more games they're right in it they're on certain 26 points I think at the minute um, yeah be interesting ask me in five games time yeah okay in terms of transfers uh, Gary Cahill's turned down Fulham today he also turned on Juve which is mad like firstly why Juve do you think he just doesn't want to move do you think he's quite happy where he is like he's he's happy I think he'll be happy picking up his pay packet but at the same time he came out saying he wanted game time a few weeks ago a few months ago so it makes it I mean he would get a game every week at Fulham Chelsea right they're like Chelsea's big rivals that's the only thing I think Chelsea would let him go though yeah so do I I mean you've seen like who's been the third choice centre arse been Christensen Christensen yeah exactly um, and he's still young. Um, for Brighton, I I've been watching transfer deadline day pretty much all day, and didn't realise they'd made two transfers today. Uh, Mlakar, who's a striker, he's in from Maribor, and Baluta in from Constant Constanta. I don't know who they are. I have oh, no idea. There's a little uh, Sky Sports notification. Oh, it's just about Michi Batshuayi. It's a permanent deal that. What a coup! Twenty, thirty million, I think they were what talking about. What a coup before. that is! Yeah, mad. It, you know they was asking for one hundred and sixty thousand pounds a week though. Hmm. 
This annoys me, right? He's got such a self-inflated opinion of himself. Yeah, but That's, I think he could be a great player. Yeah, me though. too. Me too, with the right... I mean, how's he going to like playing under Roy Hodgson? But with Zaha in the team... Wow. Well, we've said for ages that that's what Palace need. Yeah, ooh, uh, yeah. He's not uh, a p- the player I would have thought that would have gone there. But he'd be a, he's interesting. A good, he's a good signing for them if he Interesting, if he yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll keep you up to date on that. Um, all right, then, on to the next game Huddersfield versus Everton. It finished 1 0 to Everton. Um, well, I just want to quickly talk about uh, Everton's loss to Millwall in the FA Cup. Um, big loss I would say personally but should a team like Everton who are safe should that not be a competition which they go fully out but I think they did they did pick a really strong team and I think like for me the those players have let Marco Silva down a little bit with their performance giving away silly free kicks like I know for one of the goals Millwall scored Dina is just like the Millwall players on the touchline like facing out of play and he's going nowhere and Dinya's just needlessly fouled him and they've scored yeah, from the free so. kick um, also I think the third is it the second or the third goal that second would have been goal, disallowed with v- it came off he's like put it in with his arm oh yeah it was like, handball put it in so with yeah, his handball. arm yeah um, uh, personally I think that Everton should have smashed Millwall Emil Smith-Rowe joins RB Leipzig on loan yeah that's a good deal He'll he'll be at Arsenal for years to come, but I think again to go to the Bundesliga and get sorted like Sancho and uh, a couple of other players have done recently, I think that's a, a good idea. He uh, was in England's under seventeen World Cup winning squad. Was he? He was. What last summer? Or summer before? Yeah, yeah, it was last year at some point. Um, onto the game itself. Um, Sievert's first game. Uh, in the Premier League anyway great start for Everton Richarlison back on the score sheet you could see the relief on his face especially um, yeah celebration went on a bit Everton on top in the first half but they didn't really create that much it was like they just had a lot of the ball um, and then Huddersfield in the second again but again couldn't find the couldn't find the back of the net mm-hmm. and it's turning out to be a real problem for them I mean they were denied a pretty much a certain goal by Dini's challenge yeah I said silly silly tackle I, I think he's done it on purpose I think it's a goal if he's not, if he's not brought down yeah like you said. I agree uh, the commentator this really uh, the highlights I watched were like 1 minute 10 seconds what did you watch that it was on, like, on Sky? Uh, goals arena oh right uh, whereas like all the other games were like 5 minutes and this one was like 1 minute yeah, 10 seconds yeah it was shit the commentator annoyed me but he was like oh Dini's positioning was bad he should have been deeper but my argument was that actually the rest of the defence was slightly higher and he'd played him on. He'd like yeah. gone with him when actually he should have just stayed up. Yeah. Cuco Martino joins Feyenoord on loan from Everton. Yannick Balassi in advance talks over loan moves oh, to Anderlecht. Just Jacob Murphy's gone to West Brom. From? From us. Oh, has that just happened today? Just that's happened. just happened now, yeah. Cray. Get onto that a little bit more God, that's a little a- bit later. Do you know what makes me feel old, right? You're seeing deals like here. We've seen Bakuna's gone to Cardiff until 2023. Yeah, I know. Fucking hell, it's only four years away. Yeah, I know. Um, I'll be 28. I know. Fucking madness. God, what's, um, go- what's going on? A couple of great saves by Pickford uh, towards the end of the game. Uh, proven why he should be England number one, I would say. But it's his first real good game in... 
in a while. In months, I would say. Funny that with the squad being announced pretty soon. Yeah, exactly. Weird. Actually, it's not that soon. He's an arrogant arsehole. It's March, isn't it? I'm talking out my um, backside. Huddersfield, are they relegated? Yeah. They're 12 points from safety and have a minus 28 goal difference. Absolutely. And have the same goal difference as them. Um, listening to a Football Daily podcast yesterday, and they were saying their worry for a manager like Siva, who's got no real managing experience, is between now and the end of the season, they could, in theory, win no games. No, and but then, I think and then, they, and then they lose loads of players, and then the start of next season doesn't go to plan, and he ends up getting fired, and it's all been a bit of a chastening experience. I think you summed it up a few weeks ago, though, when you said like they really got to be building for the championship now. Yeah, because and I think he goes in there, he wins the players over in terms of his attitude. You know what? His post-match press conference was great, and it's nice to see like a fresh face that's not. Like, I've got Sam Aldice sat in front of me who, like, every time I see him, he spouts the same old shit all the time. Whereas Sievert came out and he was like, we played well, um, but we were denied by, like, John Pickford. It feels like a long, long-term long investment. Yeah, definitely. Which is good. Uh, he spoke really well. He came across really well. And I'm looking forward to seeing if he can, like, pick up some points for his field this, like, by the end of the season. Um, it'll be interesting. Um on to the opposition manager, Marco Silva. Fans are kind of losing patience with Silva, do you think? He's stealing a living, isn't he? Yeah, he as is. Fo- he st- yeah. I oh, See, I don't think Sam Allardyce stole a living as a football manager. Maybe latterly. Maybe latterly. Certainly not at Bolton, he didn't. No, not at Bolton, he didn't, no. Um, yeah, but then again, I feel like Everton won those clubs that feel like that they're... They are the, maybe the seventh team in England or yeah. whatever. Well, but you don't you don't automatically get the seventh best team in England. You have to actually perform for it and you have to have the right tactics and part of that is your manager. And I just think that with the squad that they have, they should be doing so much better than they are. Yeah. They should be playing... Like, people can say, oh, he's playing great football now. I've seen Everton play a few times this season. They, they haven't been great. The The football they play is like, is like okay, but... And and Everton fans will say, oh, it's it's much better than Aldice, but like you could kick a ball around a car park and play better football than you mm-hmm. by yourself and play better football than Aldice than Aldice does. Um, but I like I, I'm biased. I don't like Marco Silva. I think he's a fraud. Like I've said before, and I think that more and more people are seeing this now that he's like he, he got relegated with Hull. He like did started well with Watford. Uh, and then his head got turned and now now he's doing and then he did shit and then he got sacked then he walks into Everton walks into the job which he was always going to get for some reason and he just hasn't really turned anything around like arguably they were picking up better results last year oh no it's Batshuayi on loan oh is it Batshuayi on loan yeah oh it says here uh, on a view to a permanent Mitchie Ratchway agrees terms to join Crystal Palace from Chelsea in permanent and potential permanent move. It'll be um, with option to buy in the Possibly, summer. Yeah. It? Everton midfielder Benny Beningami. Oh, Beningami. Beningami. God, they're having a bit of a clear out of their lesser used players. Yeah, they? they've had a quite a big day of like letting some of the youth players go, you have to say. Um, and they were one of the teams linked with Batshuayi as well. Um 
so with Spurs, it was funny because they were saying someone from the Mirror Mail or something, as as if you can trust those guys, um, said uh, that uh, uh, Chelsea were offering two loan packages. So the first one was to any club, and it was two million pounds for the loan fee, and then you just pay his wages. The other one was to Spurs, and it was eight million pound loan fee, and uh, you pay his wages. <laughs> yeah, you pay four times as much as everyone else pays. Brilliant. Um, in terms of Huddersfield and the transfer window, they did all their business fairly early. I think they had to. Um, Punching went in, but nothing really on transfer deadline day. Nothing at all, in fact. Um, but you think they're gone, yeah? Yeah, completely. Fair enough. Uh, all right, let's move on then. Wolves. I think he's just said it's confirmed. Yeah, it looks like it's confirmed. It says he agrees. God, check this out for the listeners. Getting wow. a run. Steve Parrish is going to be on in six minutes. Oh, I don't like him, though. He's a prick, isn't he? Yeah. This guy on the screen's gone mental, isn't he? Should see his eyes, they're mad. He can't believe it, can he? He looks like he's going to come out of the telly and, like, kill me or something. He wanted to join Spurs, but he's going to Palace. That's a big drop. Well, he wouldn't get a game, would he? He no. wants to live in London, doesn't he? Because he's probably got a flat in London yeah um, alright let's move on then Wolves versus West Ham it finished 3-0 to Wolves <laughs> we keep getting a bit sidetracked here yeah no it's on. good I like it <laughs> yeah. it's like live reaction to what's go- actually going on and people are going to be listening to this probably tomorrow and might not know all these deals have gone through why that's not that's very true um, so yeah Wolves versus West Ham finished 3-0 to Wolves um, West Ham lost to Wimbledon last week what do you think about that? There's been a couple of things going on with West Ham. Well, it week. was Wolves versus Fabianski, who kept them in the game for about 17 no, minutes. No, I'm talking more about... I want to talk about Wimbledon, West Ham first. Oh. Well, yeah, they just seem to have sort of... Hit, they had that real purple patch, didn't they? Yeah. And now it's gone whatever the opposite of purple is. Yeah. Uh, green. What's the logic there? <laughs> I don't know. Um... <laughs> But straight after that loss to Wimbledon, Arnautovic came out, signed a new contract. Straight back in the lineup for Wolves. I just don't understand what's going on there. After saying, I want to go and win trophies in China. Suddenly, he's saying, oh, I'm going to stay at West Ham. And it's just bloody weird, isn't it? That whole Arnautovic situation is mad. Then he left the stadium on crutches on Saturday. Do you think they've like learned from the Pyatt debacle? just been like right no you're not going here's the sitch you're going to sign a new contract we're going no, to no because they said literally mm. like I was a couple of hours before the game they were like you can go yeah. so it just seems to me seems dead weird anyway he was back in the starting lineup against Wolves um, first talking point was Doherty's penalty should he should Doherty have had a penalty early on Um, that's not the penalty I've got written down here uh, I think he should have had a penalty. Was um, that the one Zabaleta tackled him? No, Masawaku no. goes through Masawaku. him basically to. I need to, I need to have a word with Goals Arena. That was just not on. Not on there. They uh, showed me seven replays of each goal, but no. Yeah, no well, for me it was thing. a foul and should have been a should have been. A well, then I will trust your judgment. This is why uh, you're the lead presenter and I'm the co-presenter. <laughs> no, you uh, have presented in the past. Um, Johnny had a good opportunity as well and was close to 
opening the scoring. Um, but really a shite first half. We didn't um, really end up talking much about Wimbledon, did we, after all that? No, but I just wanted to get... <laughs> I just wanted to, you to tell me how yeah. you felt about it. I think it was, a, for me, a huge loss for the club. Again, they're a team that are going to be safe. Yeah, they could have they really could targeted. Have gone for silverware. And again, a performance where I feel maybe the players have let the manager down a bit. Yeah. Someone well, who was, was saying, I think, might have been... God, I really don't want to say it was Jermaine Genius, but I don't think it was. But they said in a uh, in a scenario, uh, sit, 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 scenario like that, the Premier League team have to match the intensity of the low, of the team in a, from a league lower than that than them. Yeah, and if they don't, then that sort of sets it on its way. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Um, the question I want to ask is, uh, we're still at nil-nil here, put yourself in this position. Uh, Zabaleta had made a few mistakes in that game. Um, is it time for him to be dropped, do you think? Yeah, but don't they not have anyone else to play there? It's Sam Byram who they've got who could play there, or is he, got, or is he injured? Or Sam Byram, yeah. Oh, is he a left? Is he a left? No, I think he's a right-side right right defender, but because... Obviously, they were playing Mikel Antonio there. Uh-huh. Because um, Zabaleta was injured. One of the things he did was he let the ball bounce. Yeah, classic. Which I think led to one of the goals. Yeah. I think it was Sice's goal. Um, and it was a good header. Yeah, bullet header. Oh, was it just the corner just before that? that uh, it, yeah, that I think it ended corner, up to yeah. Yeah, being the corner that they then scored from. Felt sorry for Fabianski because he'd kept them in the game with save yeah. after save after save. And he nearly save. went off with a like concussion. They were worried about him. That would have been a disaster. Uh, Arnautovic went off. Um, he's going to be out for a few weeks. Um, and then Wolves just turned it on. Jimenez scored a second with another good finish and another mistake from Zabaleta. Um, and Zabaleta was out of position for the third as well. Jimenez in for the third. Yeah, and that was game over. Um, Wolves finally putting away their chances. Uh, it seems so, doesn't it? Yeah, seems so. Um, there was an incident at nil nil, and it's like it's happened twice sort of recently. Rui Patricio had a moment of madness that he sort of got away with, but it seems to be that he's got that in him, and like if that if that leads to a goal for West Ham, like the result could be very different. I mean, I mean, no doubt he's a quality keeper. Like he's an international quality goalie. Yeah. But I mean, maybe that's just something to look out for maybe going forward. A yeah, moment, possibly. Moment of erraticism. Th- maybe he gets, maybe he got time in the Portuguese league to do shit like that. Yeah. Maybe you just don't get that in the Premier League. Um, West Ham offered fuck all. Um, very hot and cold this season. For only four shots on target, uh, only four shots in the whole game, none on target against Wolves who were in and around them in the table it's been a bit boom or bust it has um, in terms of transfers uh, Johnny came in permanently today £18 million quite a big uh, outlay for Wolves they had a uh, deal for some guy I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name from uh, he was like dubbed like the Indian Messi or something and uh, he was going to come over as opposed to the, the messy the Indian boy. the messy Indian yeah that's what I heard on Saturday um, Everton play Wolves at the weekend prediction Wolves win who's at home Everton, Everton. Wolves win I'm going to go uh, one each draw alright on to the game of the century on Tuesday night 
Southampton Crystal Palace. <laughs> that was that was yesterday. Yeah, exactly. That was Wednesday. So, uh, Newcastle versus Man City. The last game we're going to talk about on Tuesday. Uh, finished two one to Newcastle United. What the fuck is going on? Uh, we terrible. watched it. Sat on this sofa. We did. We did. Terrible, terrible start for Newcastle. Twenty four seconds. Aguero scored the uh, fastest goal this season. I, I, I've still sort of not quite got my head around what Newcastle were trying to do because they had so many men in front of the ball. You know what? In hindsight, it was genius tactics from Benitez. What, to go 1-0 down? To go 1-0 down. <laughs> oh, maybe. I thought, I thought yeah. you were talking about the move he was trying to pull off. <laughs> no, it was genius to go 1-0 down. So I'm, I'm sure he planned that for a long time. Right, lads, what we're going to do is we're going to go 1-0 down. Yeah. <laughs> Fulham sign Harvard Nordvite on loan. Fucking hell, he played for West Ham, didn't he? Wasn't he awful as he well? He was on loan, yeah. Interesting. That'll be an interesting one. He's not as good as Gary Cahill. No, that reeks of desperation a little bit. Yeah. Um Yes, in hindsight, to be fair, that was probably the best thing that could have happened to Newcastle because City took their foot off the gas mm-hmm. and uh, their play was just unbelievably slow. I couldn't really... And, and just things didn't come off that normally come off. What do you think of City's performance in general? Um, yeah, it was just a bit underwhelming, really, wasn't it? They're, mm-hmm. they're saying there was this moment where, like, ball got Edison passed it to Walker and Walker passed it to Danilo and... Danilo passed it back to Walker and then Walker went back to Danilo and then they went back to the goalie and there just wasn't any urgency about the yeah. play it looked like to me it, they, they were like well Newcastle aren't going to come back now but then Newcastle did come back they and did. I thought we're probably good value for the win actually yeah I would agree um, we'll get on to that the first thing I want to talk about was the a, a contentious decision in the eyes of every pundit in the world but to a normal person like me and you was not a big decision at all, and that was uh, Kevin De Bruyne's free kick, which he played. He got a yellow card. He played the ball through, and Aguero put it away. However, the ref told him to wait for the whistle. He just ignored the ref, played it anyway, and then the pundits were like, "Oh, you're trying to like stop it being fast, like the game being fast and all this." It's like there are rules in place for a reason, though. And actually, I've heard a lot of people say, why has he been booked? But actually, he's just completely ignored the ref. Yeah, exactly. Fair play for booking him. Fair yeah, play. Yeah, I think it's completely the right yeah. the right decision. Obviously, I'm going to be a little bit biased, but if that happens in another game, like I, if Newcastle did that, I would be saying that you're completely right for, for calling it back. He's ignored the ref. Couldn't agree more. And actually... Put De Bruyne in his place a little bit, actually going, no, actually, you're not you're not bigger than me. I'm yeah. in charge of this game. And if you're not going to listen to me, then you're gonna be you're gonna be cautioned for it. Yeah, definitely. So fuck you, De Bruyne. Yeah. Um after that, um there was it was sort of got a little bit dead. The crowd was were, were not turning, but the whole atmosphere. Do you think was they were dying. just content to be one nil down against City? Yeah, I would say so. I think I even said it. I think I was like, I'll take this. Yeah, you take this, yeah. It's not too bad in terms of goal difference. Like if it finishes like this, I'll be quite happy. Well, not happy, but uh, but like I'll take it. Um, Rondon's tackle, though, I think you pointed it out. He just came in steaming in for a tackle. Brilliant tackle. Just g'd the crowd up, and from there, everyone just dug in. And I think leading the charge was Rondon, but not far behind him was Sean Longstaff. I thought he was excellent. He's been quality, hasn't he? Yeah, he's been brilliant for a, for a. 
bearing in mind our midfielders Hayden and Longstaff who combined cost one and a half million they're playing against Fernandinho Silva De Bruyne um, like these players that have cost I think our whole start in 11 cost 40 million and City have 17 players worth more was, than 40 million it was million. 17 of their matchday squad of 18 cost more than that individually <sighs> it's mad isn't it yeah it's mad mental um, should De Bruyne have seen red like um, a second yellow probably but then I think there was a similar tackle that a Newcastle Perez, player had yeah. made that didn't go punished Oh, my argument is that if De Bruyne because Perez's tackle was on De Bruyne mm-hmm. so if De Bruyne wouldn't have been there for Perez to make the tackle if you see what I mean so yeah. I think it. again you've seen them given I think it's not like I'm not complaining about it. Didn't, know, didn't affect the outcome of the result. Definitely didn't so. because we went on then. Rondon was magnificent throughout the whole game and it was a brilliant finish to equalise. Even though Christian Atu tried his, his best, hardest, yeah. better than any of the Man City players did yeah. to try and block the shot. Um, but it was absolutely brilliant. And then um, just general pressing from the Newcastle team and Fernandinho's caught on the ball. Just what you were saying about Patricio before, you just don't get that time. And we pushed and pushed and pushed, and I think uh, Shira highlighted this on Man of the Match, uh, on Man of the Match, on Match of the Day. It was really clever, actually, in that in the first half we just sort of sat off, and Rondon was isolated in the first half, and then in the second half we got players up with him, and City had less time on the ball, but they still dallied, and Fernandinho dallied, dillied and dallied, dallied and dillied, and Longstaff came in, nicked the ball. Fernandinho trips him up. It's one, of, it's one of those, isn't it? Fernandinho's not even seen Longstaff coming in. He's just gone to like kick the ball that's not there anymore, and it's a man. And he's literally like looked up and just gone, "Oh shit!" Oh, shit, exactly. Um, Richie had to wait ages though for that because Edison had basically scratched his knee or right. something. I think so, he itched his leg, and then he sort of drew the tiniest bit of blood. This is something that uh, I disagree with the pundits on. The pundits were calling it great gamesmanship. What's gamesman? What's the definition well, well, of gamesmanship? Like he's being clever, isn't he? Yeah. He's being clever. He's Cunning. delaying time, but he's being a prick. Yeah. <laughs> that's like the goalkeeping. <laughs> that is the goalkeeping equivalent to Pogba taking fifty yeah, steps in his is, run up. Yeah. And the best bit was he should have saved the penalty and didn't. Yeah. So great. What a tip. I thought Matt Ritchie's uh, interview when he came out at the end was like, oh, I was going to place it, but then I thought yeah. I had to wait ages. So yeah. nah. he's basically like. I was like looking at him and I could see in his eyes that he just wanted to go and I just thought fuck it I'm just going to smash <laughs> yeah. it at him yeah um, I mean because if you if you like smash it at the goal and the keeper saves it like fair enough but like smashed it and you're more likely to like get it under the keeper if you hit it on yeah. I want to give an honourable mention to Fabian Cher he said his name correctly he was yes epic at the back he was he was a man mountain yeah I think it was six headed clearances and uh, or six clearances and six interceptions that he made apart from the goal Aguero was pretty anonymous yeah and uh, but one of the things that we noticed about City we noticed it the other day was how interchangeable their front three are and I think Newcastle just dealt with that as if they were just like well they're going to move around just fucking let them do what they want and I thought, just thought it was brilliant. We were brilliant defensively. Probably, probably one of the best defensive displays from Newcastle I've seen. And yeah, me- do you think we beat Man United uh, last year? Matt Ritchie again scored the winner uh, around this time. We won one 0 at St James's. 
do you think that this is a big turning point like, like it was last season? That's the first question. And the second question is, is this the best win of the Rafa Benitez era? Second question's yes for me. Okay. Um, if we stay up, I would say, yeah. But I think, you know, I think the beating 3-0, Cardiff 3-0 is pretty up there as well because of the psychological blow that sort of de- deals to them going, got our, arguably our nearest rivals for relegation. Yeah. Have just battered us. Um because if you take it, didn't you draw nil nil at their place earlier in the season? I think it was a nil nil over. What uh, Cardiff? Yeah. yeah. So like, really, you've taken four. Uh, you've taken yeah four points off of Cardiff over the season. Yeah. Right? It was they've only taken one off you. Yeah. So, um, well, I suppose technically you've taken five off them. They've taken two off you. Mm-hmm. Um, same difference. Uh, yeah. Um, Ask me in five games for okay. question one because you could go and lose your next game potentially. Well, we play Spurs on Saturday, but we'll get onto that in a bit. Um, in the Rafa Benitez era in the Premier League, Newcastle have beaten Man City, Man United, Arsenal, Chelsea, Spurs, Manchester United, all of the top six teams. You're, Imagine not, be- you're not beating Bolton though in that time. We haven't played Bolton. That's irrelevant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like it's like that start of like um, fucking like Martin Keown has one MLS goal or something. Or it's like Messi uh, has none. Ronaldo has none. Is it like Messi's missed a penalty in the semi final of a Champions League, but Emil Heskey has? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he hasn't, <laughs> yeah, ever played, hasn't played. Um, Nicholas Bentner has seven Premier League goals. Messi has none. Ronaldo has none. Um, God. It took uh, Pep a while to come out for his post-match press conference. What do you think he was saying to his players? <laughs> that was a shit show. You're a fucking disgrace. <laughs> you failed to beat a championship standard side. Not standard side, standard yeah, players. Yeah. Do you think it was a off day or a, a, a blip in the season or do you think it's a continuum? They've had a and few can they still though, win it, really? They've had a few. I mean, Liverpool are doing their best to keep City in the title race, yeah, aren't Liverpool they? Liverpool are doing their best to fuck it up. I was saying, uh, speaking to a Liverpool fan earlier, and they said, what would be great is if Liverpool win the title against Newcastle, then they can get Rafa to hand them the Premier League trophy. <laughs> um, Newcastle 5 clear of safety now. Um, Something to build on that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Man City play Arsenal at the weekend. Result? Mm. Who's at home? City. Uh, City. Yeah. City win. 2 0. I'm going to go for the same. going to go for the same. Transfers. It's been a big day of transfers for Newcastle. The first one was Antonio Barreca came in. Uh, and just before the Man City game, it was announced that Miguel Almiron was over, uh, on his way over. It turns out that that's a sick. From what I hear from my sources, uh, it's that it's a £16 million upfront cash. And with performance-related bonuses, could go up to twenty-one million, so it breaks the transfer record. Um, I think an absolutely Breca. I don't know much about, but from what I hear, he's an attacking wing, left wing back, which is something that we need because we don't really freeze up Richie to play further forward as well. Yeah, he's definitely. not really a wing back, is he? And uh, Almiron, I think, is a brilliant signing and a steal at twenty-one million in the current market. 13 goals, 13 assists for Atlanta last season as they went on to win the title. Um, he plays as like a central attacking midfielder um, and he's got a great left foot. He's quick, he can dribble. I just think it's a really good signing, personally. What do you think? 
<laughs> That's not what I think of him. He doesn't bore me. I'm looking forward to seeing him in action. Yes, so am I. He can't play on Saturday against Spurs because uh, he needs to sort his work permit out. Mm-hmm. But uh, he should be available for the week after, which is... I can't remember. Uh, anyway, Man City lo- lose. So this we move on to Wednesday night now. And Liverpool played Leicester City. They had the opportunity to go seven points clear. And they didn't take it. Liverpool won, Leicester won. Uh, great start by Liverpool. Mane scores uh, and it was a great finish. Um, one big talking point from the game. Should Maguire have gone for a trip on Mane? Uh, again. Ball runs o- <laughs> Thank ball- you to Goals Arena for not like, supplying me. This is like a huge thing. Um, was he on a yellow already or was, was Mane no, clean? No, so what happened goal? was... Um, ball comes out uh, Johnny Evans uh, Johnny Evans the ball goes under his foot mm-hmm. and uh, basically if Mane keeps going then he's through on goal but there's a possibility that Evans could get back so however Maguire it- just trips him up and he's like last man did he get a yellow? He got a yellow. So do you think the ref's taken the line Evans would have got across the cover? Yes. Yeah. And I think the also the ball is going away from goal. Yeah. So for me, it's the correct decision. I can see why Liverpool fans are aggrieved, but I also think that uh, it was a really, really good decision. Yeah, I think if the, if the shoe's on the other foot, then Liverpool would be fuming if their defender got sent off. Yeah, I agree. Um I thought Van Dijk was poor last night. Uh, he was at fault for Maguire's goal that put them 1-0 up. And Maguire could have put them 2-1 up where... Henderson... Okay, so I was as I watched this, I saw Henderson look back and see Maguire. He didn't say anything to Van Dijk about, like, your man is there. Mm-hmm. And if you're marking zonally, then surely someone needs to say, like, my Maguire's there. Like, we all need to move back or, like, we need a little bit more space between us or whatever. Maguire had a free header at the back post. And it was a, only for a great like interception by Firmino who tried to score an own goal and then Alisson kicked it away. For the otherwise they would have lost that game, for me. Um, however, another key decision was Cater. Uh, there should have been a penalty. Don't know if you've seen this. What are Goals Arena doing? Yeah. Just what are they doing? Living their worst life. Living their worst life. Because um, I've had a completely different view of the game. I've got. Allison is a liability almost cost yes. another goal. Yeah, he being uh, an utter clown yeah. yet again. And and again, like he takes too long on the ball. Yeah. Takes too long on the ball. I just I think I feel like he just again he thinks he has more time than he actually does. I felt Leicester could have won that game, you know. Yeah, so do I. I think Liverpool were unlucky. I think that should have been a penalty on Cater, but I can see why it wasn't given the first mm-hmm. couple of replays I saw, I was like not for me and then I saw a reverse angle and I was like pen because he does catch him I think it's it might be Pereira mm-hmm. um, but we knew that Salah Diving would balance out eventually yes. so like they've had their fair share of penalties recently I can see why he doesn't give it because they've cheated their, their way through penalties for the last like five weeks yeah definitely so uh, so I can see why it wasn't given I think Madison needs to work on his finishing because he's had two really good chances that he's just not put I- away but I thought he was unlucky because Gray should have passed to him when Gray was through on Yeah, goal. definitely. 
Definitely. But the two chances he had, uh-huh. he, he should do better with those, I think. They're the first points that Liverpool have dropped against teams outside the top six this season. Uh, I thought Leicester were brilliant all over the park. They nullified Liverpool's threat. Um, but Liverpool were so nervy. And you could tell from... They scored and then I think they are just locked up. Like the whole team just locked up. It was like, right, we can't concede, we can't lose. Van Dijk looked particularly nervy. And um, people, I saw people after the City game, the Man City game, like Liverpool fans being like, oh, it's ours now, like it's our title. It's like, no, you have to take advantage tomorrow yeah. night. And people going, oh, they will, they will. It's like, it's not as easy as that. There's 14 games to go. Like, it's a long way. Yeah. But they've extended their lead by a point. So I suppose you would see that as an advantage. Yeah. Um, but I think the next couple of weeks Liverpool it's not match point is it it's no I think of all I think of the next four game weeks uh, Man City play first three times mm-hmm. which I think is big because Liverpool go into their games with pressure on with them. pressure on them yeah um, West Ham play Liverpool at the weekend at the London Stadium I think Liverpool will win I just never know with West Ham which West Ham are going to turn up I just don't think this is the game they're going to turn it around I, I think it'll be Liverpool win as well 1-0 though mm-hmm. depending on which West Ham it could be 7 could be 7-0 West Ham you <laughs> we just know. don't know which West Ham Arnautovic hitting them in with his crutches yeah no put Arnautovic in goal with his crutches yeah oh that's a good idea uh, Leicester play Man United at the King Power ooh high scoring draw yeah and they'll be with new signing Yuri Tielemans. Big signing that is. I asked Ollie how he felt about this. Oh, he'll have found some way to put a negative spin on it. Don't know. I saw thoughts on Tielemans. Don't know, mate. No, he's still at an age to have great potential, but not sure what he brings. Good tackler, but we have that in Ndidi and Chowdhury. Good chance maker, but we also we have Madison also. Just alone, so don't see the point. He's higher quality than both of those players he's mentioned, I would argue. For me, he's not a ball-winning midfielder, and that's where Monaco have gone wrong. Yeah. When I've seen when I saw him play for Anderlecht when he was like nineteen, he was they played Man United, I think. He was the best player on the pitch by mm-hmm. a mile, box and he played as a box to box, and um, he was fucking brilliant. He's um, if he plays along alongside, I said, I put this bold statement out there. If he'd Signed for Newcastle, uh, which was I think we probably just weren't in for him, but it was one of those like we were one of three clubs linked with him. If he'd signed for Newcastle, he would have been the best Newcastle signing of the last ten years. Bold. Okay, bold. I like it though. I think he is everything that um, that he has everything to succeed in the Premier League, and he's only twenty one. He's got a wealth of experience. You don't have 14 caps for Belgium if you're not a fucking mint player and he's 21. Yeah, I agree you with that. You don't play for, like, in the Champions League. You don't captain a team in the Champions League when you're 19 mm-hmm. if you don't have something about you. Yeah. And he got that move to Monaco when Monaco had just won the league, I think. And he's playing... He's got five goals this season in a t- from midfield in a team that are pretty much bottom of the league. Who have been awful. Yeah, exactly. So he's got something about him. Um it it means silver goes the other way, which is good for good mm-hmm. for Leicester. I think they've got a gem there and I uh, can't wait to see him play this season. He's very, very, very exciting. 
Um, all right, Spurs versus Watford finished two one to Spurs. Son's back and nearly scored within the first couple of minutes of him being back at Wembley. Um, but Watford's goal, Cathcart scores again. He just loves playing against Spurs. He scored the winner at uh, Craven uh, um, Cottage as well. Larice in no man's land. What is he doing? Uh, I think the quality of the cross fools Larice. It's such a good corner because it it, is. it teases him. Uh, I think Holobas has been quality, you know, this season. Yeah, he's been quite really underrated. Good. I thought Holobas and whatever he's got on the back of his shirt were two different players for a while because it's like yeah, Chavo- Ch- it's Ch- like Ch- Chovalas or something. Yeah, it's Chovalas. Like, it's like a little. I don't know if that's how you spell it in his native language. Yeah. Um, I think we had this conversation on a previous yeah, podcast. Yeah, but it's like it's curled in, and he's starting. And then it's like it's like drifting, and it's curled out, and he's gone. Shit, I'm not getting this. Yeah. And then Cathcart's taking advantage. Yeah. I personally think. I think it's di- di- it's you have to commit as a goalkeeper yeah. in those situations, and I don't think he committed. He didn't, but mitigating factors. Yeah. Hollabas one, Larice nil there. So it's it's still one nil to Watford and. Lorente has a good strike at Foster, oh, great mm. save, and then he misses the season. Knees it over the. Why is he gone with his Carole? knee? Is that worse than Carroll's? Carroll's. So or the Richie's thi- against The thing Burnley. with Carroll's is, right, do you think Lorente had to go with his knee or did he have time to. I think he could have headed it in, stupid. Could have head. headed it in. So the reason I think Carroll's is worse. Uh-huh. Is because the ball is set up for Carroll to just hit it into the goal, and there's no. He's, booted it there's, over the bar. he's just booted it over the bar. <laughs> you know when you like accidentally, you know when you like get as close to the goal as possible on FIFA and then full power shot it to see if you can miss. Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> oh, it's Crouchy. Yes, Peter Crouch. He uh, looks. He looks worse than I do with facial hair. Oh no, I think he looks good. I think he looks better. I think the angle was poor. Yeah, the, the, there was a poor choice of angle from Burnley. Poor there. choice of angle. Um, it's a bit pixelated. The uh, or is that just it's a bit yeah. shit? That, but I suppose mm. they've only just got TVs in Burnley. So. Yeah, that's true. Um, Man City sign Alte Palavesa for seven million and then loan him back to Hajduk Split. Yeah, I was going to talk about that and I couldn't be asked because it's so great and team name. Um, and Alderweire both had chances. They both went begging. Um, Foster was a bit of a hero in this game he was yeah right here's a question for you we could open this up to the floor but there's no one on the floor so our beloved listeners do you think in the Premier League now we have the best crop of goalies we've ever had like as in the most high quality keepers at once Um, or do you think that's just the way the game's gone now the keepers you have to be so good I think I think we've had a better crop of keepers in the past. I would say late 90s, early noughties, we've probably had the best crop of keepers. Schmeichel, Seaman, James. You're talking about, like, Friedel as well. Friedel, Neil Sullivan. Van der Sar. Neil Sullivan was a good keeper yeah. for Spurs. Obviously, we've like every season has duds, but I, Shea I mean, Given. yeah, Shea Given, Shaka Hislop, yeah, Pavel Cernchek, yeah. Like you're talking about players that are like Brighton sign Romania international Tudor Christian Baluta. Yeah, I, I told you, I told you about him. You did. I've just not seen it on here before. Um, should Lucas have had a penalty? 
just before Wilmot, who's joined Udinese today, cleared it off the line. Uh, oh, was he Lucas playing? went down. Yeah, he came on. Um, again, I've only seen one angle of it, so like they didn't go into analysis on mm. it. But it looked like looked like one of those that you know like could be given. Yeah, for me, for it was them. a penalty all day. Jan Matt, very lucky. Okay, I've written here. Um, and then Son just magically turned up. He's involved in pretty much everything that Spurs did well. Um, is he getting the recognition he deserves now? Yeah, I think so. Best Asian player to ever play in the Premier League? Yeah. I think technically the best. Yes. Technically the best. Yeah. Maybe not but fan favourite. Because you know... I do like, really like him though. You, don't, you know how like Park Ji-sung was obviously... I mean, this is going to be... This is not meant to be a controversial statement, but I feel like if people heard this, like, I could get hate for it. Right. But I feel like Park well, Ji-sung... are going to hear this. Park Ji-sung hopefully. wasn't signed because he was the best player available, but that was no. like a sort of a branding oh, thing. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, Asian right, fan favourites Okazaki Nice shit Fulham had a player When they're in the noughties Called uh, Inamoto Inamoto He played for Arsenal as well Yeah Did he? Yeah Crazy. He had fucking shit hair He scored what, Fulham beat United 3-1 at Old Trafford And he scored the third goal Did he? Yeah He had terrible hair he was like obviously he was Asian Sunderland so like has darker sixth, skin colour sixth bid for Will Grigg accepted by Wigan god that's a poor state of affairs yeah, for them he obviously he's like had darker skin and uh, he had like bleach blonde hair he looked horrendous um, finally Lorente scores or decent header as well to be fair play to his strengths yeah defence should have done better Watford like fell apart and they just went so deep didn't they they just went yeah. so deep I've got a statistic about this game go on Spurs had the highest recorded number of empty seats at a Premier League game that doesn't surprise me because the stadium was empty as fuck also I'm going to Wembley on Saturday I couldn't get away seat tickets because there's only 3,000 away seats in a 60,000 seat stadium right 3,000 mm-hmm. that's just over 5% of the stadium which is ridiculous. So I've bought tickets just above the away fans in the Tottenham end. And uh, and it was like, I had my pick of like anywhere, pretty much. The stadium was like empty. It's absolutely ridiculous. So to any Spurs fans listening that fancy an easy target for, yeah, a, I'm sh- for a shanking. Block 118 or something at Wembley. It's the only one and only time I'm going to see my team play well apart from last season but to see my team play at Wembley so uh, I thought I'd take that opportunity I, I don't go and watch my team play yeah well we are going to we're going to do match day special oh, soon oh why uh, Spurs play Newcastle on Saturday prediction please we've just beaten the champions be kind one all one all you going one all yeah is that a genuine thing oh, if you were s- sorry with- being kind four nil Spurs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you were sat here with Ollie would it still be one all um, I think Son's too good I think it'll be 2-1 two, 2-1 one. Two, one. Okay. I think we'll get a goal okay. it's Michael Owen Baraka again goal. Michael Owen Fuck again oh my God. Um, Brighton play Watford Brighton at the Amex I think Watford are going to win 1-0 I'm going to go Brighton they're too good at home 1-0 uh, both quiet for Spurs and Watford on the uh on the transfer front, Wilmot, as I say, goes to uh, Udinese. Other than that, fuck all. A couple of youngsters out on loan. 
but other than that, nothing really. Um, on to a team that are doing stuff. It's not confirmed yet, this Batshuayi deal, but Crystal Palace versus Southampton at St Mary's. Uh, we'll finish one all. Um, I want your opinion on this uh, pre-match when the teams walk out. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Wolves do this as well. They do like pyrotechnics and they have like fire and the stadium lights are like... And it's like they're like what, sorry? And like the lights are like going crazy, and like you stood in the dark, and there's fire, and there's like I'm surprised they're not like a dragon or something. How do you feel about that? It's got the potential to go very wrong, doesn't it? I just think it looks shit. Yeah, I think it smacks of like trying to create an atmosphere. Like, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm just out of touch because I've I come from going to games where. The atmosphere is generally really, really good, and also um, all we do is li- listen to "Local Hero" by Mark Knopfler, and it's like bring sends shivers down your spine. <coughs> we don't need fire and shit. Ima- imagine, right? Imagine you were talking about Karen last week on the podcast, who's become a little bit famous. Karen, who was sat behind us at Blackburn, going. Like and there's fucking fire at the edge of the pitch in St James's Park and the lights are going mental. Can you imagine what Karen would be saying? She'd to be that? stealing them to eat her uh, heat her home. Like, what the fuck's going on? Like going for a booze cruise in Fulham. <laughs> it sort of got a bit like Jamaican by the end. Yeah, Jamaican Karen. Yeah. Um, Barbados. Right, let's get on to the game. <laughs> Hear me now. <laughs> Biakan. Uh, we should maybe edit that out. Guita. <laughs> nah, let's leave it in. Fuck no, it. No, I love it. Guita was back in goal for Palace and made a good save to deny Hoiberg early on. Um, should Jack Stevens have had a red card for his tackle? Was it on Zaha? Uh, <laughs> no. I don't know, mate. I've not seen it, I'm afraid. Um, I thought it was high and out of control. Very similar to If it's high and out of control. Do you know what I'm going to start doing when I haven't seen it? I'm going to say, explain it to me, and then I will... High and out of control. Record? Yeah. Okay. Um, Zaha goal. He didn't give a shit about Townsend, did he? Townsend could have fucking had his leg broken by Romeo and Can I just say, right, we give give refs an awful lot of abuse on this. Brilliant refereeing. Yes. Brilliant refereeing. He let it go. He let it go. Brilliant. Um, I thought there was a couple of good refereeing displays I think the problem is we don't call out referees for doing good things yeah um, but yes brilliant um, refereeing decision Sacco off the line by Bednarek should have scored uh, should Juan Basaka have seen a red you're going to have to describe it to me uh, he, it was another like it was they didn't fairly even... high tackle but it wasn't over the ball and it wasn't out of control so it's probably a yellow but you'd understand yeah. if he was given a red. I'll put it Seeming this way. Given. They didn't even show me the Zaha red. What? On these highlights. Fuck's sake. Right, I can describe that to you because it was brilliant. Oh, yeah, no, I've, I've, I've read up on that. It's I've listened br- to brilliant. Yeah. Ward-Prowse scored the equaliser. In- incredible build-ups of the goal. He's screaming for the ball on the on the near side. He was playing right back at that moment in time as well. Yeah. He, he was screaming for the ball and no one was passing it to him. He had been for, the la- for like the 15 minutes before that. Um and when he got into the box he made it count really great finish and shite defending my Palace terrible terrible defending Sacco should have won it for Palace though with a free header in the six yard box also Romeo's not even looking even remotely towards the ball 
He's got his back to the fucking corner. Do you think it's players that are terrible in the air that do that? Because they just don't want to get up off the ground. I just think it's stupid players that yeah. don't really understand the game. Yeah. Um, I've got Zaha Red deserved here. Question yeah, mark. if you applaud the ref, you get a yellow card because you're basically you're not showing him any respect. And I think like Zaha's obviously annoyed. They were saying on Football Daily that there were lots of challenges that just weren't given on him. That were four four fouls against him in the whole game. But you've just you've got to rise above it. Yes, you've got to rise above it. The ref is only human. He's an idiot, and I've written here like he wonders why he has a reputation because he could, he should have got the free kick. Yeah, but to for for that reaction to Ward Prowse. To hit his arm away when Ward Prowse has just been like, oh, how are you, mate? Like, just get on with it. And then to sarcastically applaud the ref when you get the yellow card and then you get sent off and you continue to applaud him yeah. is just, to me, is just absolutely And he took his time getting ridiculous. off as well. They yeah. th- they're thinking he potentially be getting... A- Callum Roberts gone out on loan to Colchester. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Um, they'll be... They reckon there's potentially some... Um, Further up, so for some retrospective action. Yeah, good because it was just so ban him dis- to the end of the season. Then they dis- get relegated. Dis- disrespectful for me. Even even Naomi was was in here watching it, and she was like, "That's just like you wouldn't see that in rugby." They were actually res- speaking like, of which. Yeah. Six Nations starts tomorrow. Oh great! Well, that's the end of that. Burnley face <laughs> Southampton at the weekend. Uh, draw. You probably want a draw as well. Uh, well, there's no good result really there, but I would say but they're both Burn- below. Yeah, you. I would say a, a draw is probably the best. And Crystal Palace play Fulham. Again, you probably want a draw. I'm going to. I would for say a- Fulham win. I would want yeah, a Fulham I'm win. Go Fulham win. One nil. I-, I would want a Fulham win as well. I think. Mitro to score. <laughs> Not Mitro to oh, score. Don't, please don't score. Uh, there was rumours of um, Charlie Austin going out all day, but why would Southampton want to sell him? Yeah, exactly. It, there was four Premier League loan offers in for him, uh, which they rejected all of them, and then uh, they didn't get like a permanent offer, so they didn't bother selling him. Um, Twenty less than twenty-five minutes to go on deadline day. Yeah, and as predicted, there's fuck all happening because Harry Redknapp's not involved. No, I know. Did you see the McDonald's advert? No. Have you seen the, oh the McDonald? Go and check out the McDonald's advert if you haven't seen it. It's Harry Redknapp and Jamie Redknapp ordering a McDonald's in Harry's Range Rover. It's brilliant. Wheeler D. Um, I've written here, did Palace need anybody? Now, it looks like they're going to sign Batshuayi. Whether that goes through... Obviously, so, essentially, I don't know if people know this, but uh, at 11 o'clock the deadline closes, but as long as the team has uh, put a deal sheet to the Premier League, then they have another two hours to complete the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, Newcastle put a deal sheet in for Lionel Messi. We'll see if we can get him before one o'clock. Yeah, isn't his <laughs> isn't his um, buyout clause like is a yeah, billion, isn't it? Yeah, something utterly ridiculous. Um, I yeah, see so if he's been given a squad number on Wikipedia. That's normally a uh, Wikipedia is the least trustworthy uh, thing ever. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Does uh, do do Palace need anyone? You know you can. Naomi is uh, we're going to London tomorrow obviously to go to the Spurs game and Naomi is just interrupting everything I've just put the wash on and I don't want it to like be well loud in the back <laughs> okay we'll survive um, I'll like right in amongst all the chaos <laughs> guest appearance there guest appearance um, do Palace need anybody? 
not anymore. Apart from Batshuayi? No, I think they. I think they've got enough to stay up. They've got. They're right in the mix. They're right in the yeah, mix. Yeah, they've sort of been sucked into it a little bit, haven't they? Yeah, definitely. Let's. Um, I can't remember how many. I think they're on twenty-three points, maybe. Um, they're just in. Yeah, they have twenty-three points. So the bottom seven, as it stands, Huddersfield bottom with eleven points gone. Um, Fulham with seventeen. Cardiff with 19, Burnley with 23, Southampton with 23, Palace with 23, Newcastle with 24, and Brighton with 26. Pardon me, you would argue that West Ham, Leicester, Bournemouth, Watford, Everton are safe yeah. with 31, 32, 33 yeah. points. Um, Burnley are deep in shit, like minus 20 goal difference. Southampton minus 15 goal difference. What's yours? Minus 10. Minus 11. Minus 11. Decent. Palace is minus 9. It's worth an extra point that at the end of the season. Worth an extra point. Um, Alright, next game. Bournemouth versus Chelsea. The Another last game, shock isn't it? result. Yeah. Uh, shock yeah, result. The last, last result. Capitulation. Uh, right, I've got a. Right. Jorginho is a failure in the Premier League. Will Sarri fix it? Uh, Chelsea should build a team around Hazard, Kante and Kepa. How do you build a team around a goalkeeper? They're like the spine of the oh, team. Right. And Higuain? Mm. Ask me in five games on that one. Right. There but was like- no Wilson for Bournemouth. We'll get onto this question. I promise. Kovacic hit the bar. Great save. They dominated, uh, didn't they? Boric, yeah. Aspilicueta, another great save by Boric. I want to talk about uh, Brooks. We've spoken about him before. Uh, he's full of confidence at the minute. He's got six goals and four assists this season. Obviously, David Luiz was at fault for his goal, but he played a brilliant assist in for uh, King to score the first and then put the second one away brilliantly. And um, tactically, he took Jorginho out of the game as well. Yeah. And if, like, if someone... if a team like Bournemouth can mark Jorginho out of the game and how easy is it going to be for like the bigger teams to do it like the yeah and he's just I think in Italian in Italian football it works because you don't have like you don't have teams like Bournemouth setting out that game plan yeah and he's yeah I I think uh, I wonder what the odds are on him being the next manager to get sacked though they'll be short is he is he under pressure? Yeah, I think he is. The last he's come out, slammed his players, and it's just not really going for him, is it? I don't get the I don't get the Batshuayi going thing, and they brought in Higuain. I just don't get it. He's proven in the Premier League that he can score goals. Like when he's been given the doesn't chance. he have a Premier League hat trick? Or made that I up? I don't know. He scored eight Premier League goals, I think, but most of them have been from sub appearances. Jacob Murphy signs for West Brom. Is that permanent? On loan, I think. What is this video? Some of the videos have been... Oh, he can't park for shit. What is he doing? Yeah, this is the worst unveiling video I think I've ever seen. Maybe that's what we should do. We should... <laughs> West Brom at Chalby and then he's got... You don't want this life on his... Uh... <laughs> That maybe that's what we should do. We should rate unveiling videos. Why is he in a Norwich kit? Also, by the way, um, I didn't think you were allowed... Is it different for the Championship? I didn't think you were allowed two loans from the same club. 
Yeah, I think you can. I don't think you can in the Premier League. Maybe not. Because that... Yeah. Besiktas sign Shinji Kagawa on loan from yeah. Borussia Dortmund. That's a mad one, isn't it? It's like, you know, when you're like three seasons deep on FIFA. And it yeah. just like, uh, one of those things I saw today was like some Italian club. Might be like Udinese Adrian Silva joins Monaco on loan from Leicester. Yeah. Uh, he was like a part of the swap for T Elements. Okay. Um, yeah, one of the things I saw today was like uh, Tom Huddleston going to like Udinese. Yeah, it said it's not happening. Oh, is it not? Yeah, deal off. It's like a fucking mad, uh, some mad transfer there. Um, that bloke looks cold. Yeah, he looks freezing. Oh, look at him. Bless looks him. a bit like Max McGowan. He's in. He's in. Uh, he's in Manchester, isn't he? Bloody hell. Well, um, to be fair, he's not put a coat on. Yeah, what a tit. Um, yeah, back to this game, anyway. Uh, King scored the second, some more brilliant football from Bournemouth, and Charlie Daniels got the final goal. Uh, thoughts on Higuain after his first couple of games? Thought he showed signs against Sheffield Wednesday, but then... He's played he, Sheffield he's, Wednesday. Yeah, expect him to. And then Bournemouth didn't allow Chelsea... Apart from the first 20-odd minutes, they, they didn't allow Chelsea to play. Yeah. 4-0 might look a bit ridiculous, but they I, took the chances. Took yeah. the chances. Feel sorry for Kepper because he's got... Of that back four, I mean, I'd probably keep the full-backs and maybe Rudiger with a, with a better centre-half next to him, but... David Luiz gives the ball away and then just switches off. Yeah, so stupid. Yeah. And then he goes in and like a two-footed sort of step to try and block the ball and it bounces off him and it's straight through. Just stupid, stupid things. I think Sarri is under pressure and I think that he um, has to drop Jorginho. And like I said last week, I think that dropping of Jorginho is going to be a huge smack in the face for him. He, I think he thinks that signing Higuain is like a huge step for the club, but it's not. It's not at all. And this is where I, th- I thought he might struggle, is because he's not actually been that successful as a manager. No, and also this week he's come out and said Hazard can leave if he wants. Yeah, and Hazard's just like, like I don't care. Fucking hell, mate. Like, you wonder why you can motivate your player, why you can't motivate your players, and then you come out and say, oh, you be- our best player can leave if he wants. It's like... No. Head shaking. It's ridiculous. Um, what's next for Bournemouth, though? They're only two points off seventh. Is that is that the goal? Is Europe the goal? Well, they won't get into Europe if they come seventh, will they? It depends on who wins the FA Cup. Of course, of course. But let's assume that seventh is a Europa League place. Yeah. I mean, they should be. Are they still in the FA Cup? Or would they go out? Uh, I think they're still in it are they not? if they're still in it they can give that a go because they're not going to get relegated no they're not they're not going to get relegated no they actually they lost to Brighton didn't they in the third round they did they did yeah I'd forgotten about that Um, well then they should go hell for leather for seventh because then think of all the extra money that they can then, then invest that game was good for their goal difference as well even better for Arsenal because it meant that Arsenal went up to fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, Bournemouth play Cardiff at Cardiff on Saturday. Prediction? 2 0 Bournemouth. Cardiff aren't picking up results at the moment. They're not. I'm going to go one each. Okay. 
Um, and Chelsea player Huddersfield. Chelsea win. Chelsea win all day. Higuain to get his first um, Chelsea goal. Just on transfers for these two teams, Bournemouth pretty happy. They haven't done any business recently. Or window, I don't think. Um, yeah, they got Klein in. Oh, they got, of course, yeah, of course. Um, but they've got loads of players coming back from injury. Yes. Which will be... Uh, Tyrone Mings has gone to a uh, championship Villa. team. Aston Villa. Is that is it Villa, yeah. Yeah. Um, so a bit of business out, but they're fairly happy with their squad, I think. Yeah. Uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi stays at Chelsea, but he didn't even get in the uh, 18. He travelled to Bournemouth last night, didn't even get in the 18. Josh is shaking his head. I just think, right, they're refusing to let him go, but then they're not playing him. And it's them going, we, we can make loads of money out of you, we don't actually really care about your footballing career. Yeah, sh- just, but go and you let have him to say play. That that's classic Chelsea. Like, Chelsea bought... Um, like there's loads of players that Chelsea have bought because their rivals were after them yeah and then they've just loaned them out to Vitesse and then uh, and then sold them for like 6 million or whatever yeah people like Salah it's annoying people like Salah Um. alright then let's talk about our final game that's all the Premier League wrapped up let's talk about our final game we want to talk about Bolton versus Reading it was 1-1 a game that that was a bottom of the table clash, twenty third against twenty fourth. Game that Bolton had to win. Really, it's very, very tight at the bottom. But despite Bolton being shit all season, uh, apart from the first like ten games, uh, that's four games. Four games. Sorry, they're only one win away from getting out of the relegation zone. Yeah, which shows you how shit the other teams are down yeah, there as I well. I think it's. Uh, I think if they get to uh, what is it nineteenth, I think. Um, like to get above that is impossible. Um, let me just have a look. Uh, actually, Wigan are twentieth on twenty nine points. That's four points above. What, so at the on, bottom, yeah, it's Ipswich on eighteenth. Oh, it was twenty third against twenty second. Sorry. So it was Ipswich at bottom with eighteen points. Mm-hmm. Bolton at twenty third with twenty three. That's Reading, who we were playing. Oh no, it's Bolton Reading, wasn't it? Reading, yeah, yeah Reading twenty. T- 22nd with 24 points and Rotherham 21st with 25 points the bottom three go down don't they yes um, and then Wigan are in 20th with 29 points and Millwall have got 29 points as well we just need to keep hanging in there they, clinging on bo- clinging on yeah both teams had uh, both teams had chances Sami Amiobi did one of the best bits of skill I've ever seen and nearly scored uh, silly penalty to give away though for to Reading and they were Bolton were unlucky to go behind, but decent header to equalise. It's just, just been the classic case of us this season, giving away silly goals. Yeah, definitely. Some of the defending has been outrageously bad. Um, anything else to say on Bolton? Are you no. fairly disillusioned at the moment? Yeah. I was saying to Naomi earlier, and we've spoken about this in the past, about becoming a bit disillusioned with football and like because you your clubs ran by idiots and like I think it's why I enjoy watching England so much because there's no one to really fuck it well watch. the small teams like small mm. team supporters like England, yeah um, <laughs> for me this week has shown me why I love football mm-hmm. and why I love my club because we're so unpredictable and like it's been uh, what is it 14 years since we broke our transfer record and like it's not just the fact that we've broken our transfer record I'm not so bothered about that but like 
Benitez was so is so bothered about the fans. We beat the champions two one. I mean, like it's been ages since we've had a, a result like last season against Man United was the last time we've had a result like that. Was it like twelve months ago? We've had a big result like that, and we haven't necessarily been playing too well. But this week's just sort of like reignited my love for watching like going to football games and that was where I was like like I've been after Spurs tickets for ages that but that was like the final straw where I was like fuck it we're going like I don't give a shit like I'll spend however much it is on the ticket because I just want to go and see my team in this moment where like the fans are on a bit of a high because we've actually spent some money and we've beaten a team that we shouldn't have beaten and the atmosphere in the ground on Tuesday I hear was incredible and it's just like I would have just loved to have been there um, everyone's slagging off uh, Jacob Murphy video on uh, on like the announcement video it's shit um, looks like Will Griggs going to Sunderland I'm just trying to um, <laughs> fill in a few more uh, Rolando Ahrens and Akra I'm singing Lazar. again Bloody hell. Rolando Ahrens and Akraf Lazar. Rolando, uh, Rolando Ahrens, whatever happened yeah. to him? He's just, he's got more... Uh, Wasn't he quite good? He Well, do you remember we were in a band call for something uh, and we were playing Man City in the cup and we won and Rolando Ahrens scored the winner in that game, I think. Yeah, I think he did. Um, then he's just not really developed. He's got more, um, more court offences than games in the last three years I think it's uh, just another one of them but yeah everyone's slanging I'm trying to see uh, if the Batshuayi deal's actually gone through I don't think it has like fully yet has it they've just agreed terms they were uh, they just like cut to Palace before didn't they but obviously we didn't turn it up yeah no uh, it hasn't been fully confirmed by Palace yet, what, keep an eye on that that is something that looks like it's going to happen do you know what killed transfer deadline day in January what? When they stopped asking people, when they stopped talking to random members of the public, and they knew they were going to be on TV, well, so they'd bring like massive dildos. Yeah, the dildo is the that killed fans on uh, that killed fans. No on one the, goes uh, anymore. And also, well, no, they're not allowed because they stand yeah, in the ground now yeah. rather than outside. And people like would be like texting and being like, "Oh, I've just seen Peter Crouch like in Bristol Airport." Yeah, stuff like that. I don't know why Crouch sp- sprang to mind. I've just seen <laughs> Ronaldo at Yeovil. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. The question that we asked uh, a couple of weeks ago was, uh, "Who's the ma- who's the sa- uh, who has been sacked as the most as a manager most unjustifiably?" This was your question. I've got a little yeah. article here. The yeah. seven most brutal sackings in Premier League history. All right. And four of seven of them are Chelsea managers. Yes, that doesn't surprise me. Let me go through what people have. Have said here, uh, we've got Gary Monk at Borough. Didn't give, wasn't given enough time. No one cares about the championship anyway. Was um, that Elliot Tut? By yeah, it chance? was. Yeah, of course it was. He comments every he, he, time. He earns. He earns his. Uh, he earns his little uh, Middlesbrough moment. Every yeah, he week, does. Yeah. Um, Robert, Roberto Di Matteo at Chelsea. Is he on the list? He is. He won yeah. the Champions you League. You know, when he was fired, they were four points off the top of the league. Really? Yeah. Bloody hell. In November as well. My well, my shout is the uh, well, Sir Bobby at Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Was he fired? Yeah, he was fired in the December after we came fifth, I think. Um, but my shout as well is Chris Heaton at Newcastle got us promoted. Mm-hmm. Had a couple of games in the Premier League, got sacked. Literally after two games. After uh, I can't remember how many games he had in his second season, but it wasn't many. 
Um, so he kept you up one year in the Premier League. Did he get a full season in the Premier League at Newcastle? No, he didn't get. He didn't get a full season. No, definitely not. I think he got. Um, he, I'll tell you what he got. He got seventy games over his time. He got sucked on the sixth of December, so he'll have had about ten games, fourteen games, something like that. Which is mad. He was a brilliant manager for us and deserved time after getting us out of the championship for me. Go on then, tell me who's in your article then. So, it says the seven most brutal seconds in Premier League history as Ranieri is fired by Leicester. So I think Ranieri year. had to go. It, like what? objectively in that season, they were like they were in free fall, weren't they? I mean yeah, they were doing well in the Champions League. I suppose it was difficult though difficult so we've got Di Matteo at Chelsea as we've already mentioned uh, we've got Chris Hooten at Newcastle yes Nigel Adkins Southampton January 2013 yes. at the time harsh, everyone but, was fuming but, but Poch went in after Poch that, went in didn't he Poch went in she looks thoroughly disinterested at the yeah. Cardiff training ground yeah, what's that shit, look at that building behind her do you reckon they'll go for like dinner in there afterwards? Is that the training ground? It's got like a chandelier in the window. Yeah. It's like Cardiff, eh? Who else have we got? We've got Carlo Angelotti at Chelsea. 2011. Uh, yeah, 2011. After finishing second and win it the year after winning a Premier League and FA Cup. Yeah, double. he won FA Cup, didn't he? Avram Grant, Chelsea. Oh, he was, a, he was dog shit everywhere else, though. So you can kind of, in hindsight, they came kind of see runners they up and they got to the League Cup final, finished two points behind United, and then lost in the Champions League final. That seems pretty harsh to me. Harry Redknapp at Spurs, yeah, came fourth and then got fired, yeah, and then Claudio Ranieri at Chelsea. Ranieri that was just so. Chelsea. That was so Mourinho. I could think get the, the Ranieri at Leicester was harsh, personally, yeah, for I what he did for that club. And then put in Shakespeare in charge. Who didn't I'm going to really throw one out there. Go McLaren on. at England. No, I'm joking. We uh, basically, for our listeners, I uh, I hurt myself on Sunday, so I couldn't play football for our sixth side on, on Monday. And uh, turned up to, to coach the team on, on Monday. You did a very good job, but I, pulling me off at the end was a poor decision. No, I needed my assistant manager there to uh, offer advice. But... I didn't the want only to advice take, I had was get, down. get me back on. It pissed down with, like, icy sleet. I nearly scored another own goal. Yeah, you did, yeah. That was funny. Um, icy sleet, and I was getting absolutely soaked, but I didn't want to get my brolly out because I didn't want to be... <laughs> the Wally Steve, with the... Steve you didn't McLaren. want to be Wally with the brolly. Um, tight affair, we lost 3-2. To a team that we previously lost 15-2 to, I would like 15-2? to 15-2? We lost to them 15-2 last year. Yeah, I, I wasn't playing... I don't remember playing in that yeah, game. Yeah, I wasn't playing that game. I think Kobe played in that game. Oh, right, fair enough. That, maybe that's why we lost then. Um, yeah, oh, Akra Flazan, Rolando Aaron's confirmed at Sheffield Wednesday. I think it was also a game where none of our goalies were available, so Probably. people just swapped it round. Um... Have you got anything else to say? Are we going to do a question for this week or should we wait till we next need, week? Do we make a tiny tip for this week? No, let's do it. But it came in on the weekend. It did it? come in. Uh, 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 I'm singing again. Podcast. I'm singing again. Wasting everyone's time with singing. Right, I'm wait, wasting my own time doing the pod, am I not? 
But hey, remember, time wasted is not wasted time. (laughs) Go on then, what is your prediction? Let's have a look at the fixtures, shall we? Is anyone playing on Friday? No. No. So on Saturday, we got Tottenham Newcastle. Oh, what about Man United Leicester to be over 3.5 goals? Is that Sunday? Yes. Over 3.5 goals. Over 7 to 4. No, that's shit. Not going for that. Someone was saying that, that, because I was explaining to them that I'd wanted to guess how many goals there would have been in the game week. They said, could you do that as an accumulator? Probably. But let's not investigate that now because okay. people aren't going to want us to do that no that's true um, there's a couple of price boosts so Jamie Vardy to score first 6-1 to one, Rashford to score first 6-1 to one, Maguire to score a header 10-1 to one, Madison to score from outside the penalty area 18-1 to one. I mean he couldn't score from inside the area so I'm not going to go for that <laughs> uh, Anthony Martial to score first and United to got? win 2-0 60-1 just going to see what, what have we got here what have we got here Who's playing on Monday? Oh, what about Liverpool. West Ham to beat Liverpool? Oh, <laughs> oh, bold seven to one. Yeah, go on. We'll go with that. What are we up to now? We're on about three pence. Fuck all, mate. We're. I think we're losing money. Really? I think we've lost money. But I've had two come in recently. Yeah, they weren't massive wins. There we go. So if we win, seven quid is ours plus the pound back. But what are we on? What's our? What's our? I have £5.80 in my account, but I have topped it up. Well, don't tell me that. You make me feel bad now. No, I don't mind. I can offer you Freddo's as recompense. I'll give you five to the pound as opposed to four. That is a great deal. Freddo's would be a great currency. You're so kind, Josh. Right, should we turn it up for the last minute of deadline day? I mean, are we going to stay live for this? Yes, let's stay live for this. So we've got um, one minute left... Everybody just wait for the biggest anti-climax of the year. I wonder if this Bashwai thing will actually go through. Celtic sign uh, Toljan from Borussia Dortmund. Derby sign Andy, Andy King. Andy King from Leicester. On loan. Jacob Murphy obviously to West Brom on loan. I think that's a good move for him because he'll get game time there. Yeah. 35 seconds left, eh? Well, he's just Jim White is a tool, isn't he? Also, earlier today, they were like tweeting your pictures of like you wearing yellow for deadline day. It's like, which grown man is going to do that? Yeah. And then people actually tweeting pictures in. One of them was like, his whole oh. work had come in in yellow ties. Nine. Eight, Newcastle seven, made bid for Messi. You, let me know how different you feel after this. Three, two, one. Oh, windows closed. Do you feel any different? I'm a new man. You're a new man. I'm a new man. Well, that's the end of that. Do you remember when Bolton were going to sign Rivaldo? That was like a thing when he was like 40. Oh, they're applauding they're themselves. They're applauding the transfer window closing. Well fucking done. They're probably applauding Sam Allardyce for not downing a pint of wine and then selling <laughs> secrets about getting around agent fees. Yeah, well, classic Allardyce. I don't know. Oh, Yusuf Malumbu has gone on loan from Celtic I mean, to Kilmarnock. If there's like, I mean, it's uh, on this panel is uh, Alan Smith. Uh, I think she's called Natalie McQueen. 
Uh, Is she White. pregnant or am I just being rude? You're harsh as fuck. Uh, no, I was just wondering Sam if Allardyce she was pregnant. And Sam Allardyce, like, I would want I want to kill if it was like heroes and villains. I would want to shoot Jim White and uh, Sam Allardyce in the face. The other two are sound as fuck. Who was the old Sky Sports News presenter that I definitely had a crush on? Georgie Thompson. She was going out with uh, with Deck Declan Donnelly. Is he the one that drinks lots? No, that's Ant. Oh, that's probably why. For like, you chose <laughs> Deck over me. Um. Well, I think we're going to call the podcast there. It was a bit yeah, of a weird end to the podcast, but I kind of, kind of like it. What, me talking about presenters that I had a crush on at some point? What, when you were like 14 or something? Well, I can ask Tom Heaton for some advice to round, yeah, bring it back to could, where we yeah. started. Um, Tom Heaton has strong wrists for people that have started at the end. Yeah, which is He's normal. a man I aspire to be like. Yes. <laughs> um, have you got anything else to say? Um, I'll try not to sing next time. Yeah, well, let's hope not. It's been a good day for Newcastle United. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you all next week. Bye.